Hey, I'm Rich Hunter-Rice and welcome to the 3%ers Business Coaching Podcast, Season 2. Good afternoon to you. So thank you so much for joining me today. So Clive, would you like to just take a couple of minutes and introduce yourself and tell me who you are, what you do, where you're located and that kind of stuff? Hi Rich, yeah, I'm Clive and I'm from Derbyshire, or I'm in Derbyshire. I was originally grew up in the top of London and lived in Reading for about 10 years uh, and then moved over Nottinghamshire away. And uh, yeah, uh, basically I run a therapy centre in Matlock and also design websites for therapists. I'm very keen to help people get their digital resources online to help others. So uh, creating online courses and just generally looking at different ways of working to present what they do to help as many people as possible in an efficient way that doesn't kind of take their lives down and also shares at good value to other people, but also brings money in. So that's the kind of new model i think that's starting to emerge in this area that people can access stuff online and it can be very effective it can lead to really good moments of change absolutely that's very interesting so how what's your journey been and how do you get to where you are today yeah my journey's been i think quite an interesting one i've certainly uh, found quite a lot uh, to think about within my journey um i studied psychology at uh, university and it didn't really gel with me, to be honest. That was a, a massive thing because I was so interested in how people worked and how behavior worked. And I thought, this is amazing. I can do a course that's going to show me this and it's going to, you know, kind of light up my life. And I just got very frustrated that it didn't look at things like society, religion, media. It didn't look at the things that can really affect people's mindsets, you know, the, the power systems of corruption. And, you know, we quite often, I think, have psychology used against us. So I think it was actually Freud's cousin, Edward Bernays, who um, is termed as the grandfather of consumerism. And he actually looked at how to make people feel discontent with what they have so that they go out and buy more. And that is still used within advertising today, mm. and it destroys people. And magazines like, you know, women's magazines that make people feel ugly to go and buy beauty products was actually if we find happiness in ourselves and we find happiness in supporting people around us, then we end up with a lot of these problems not actually occurring. It seemed to me that psychology was kind of causing a lot of the problems and also bolting the stable door, you know, is trying to shut the stable door after the horse has bolted. And it's like, what we should be looking at is how do we make healthier societies? How do we make healthier networks and communities? And actually, I think a lot of politics is about division. If we look at Brexit mm -hmm. and things like that, it's about dividing people and then they profit off it. I think it was actually uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg's dad who wrote the book Blood on the Streets and the Sovereign Individual. And uh, he talks about um, how to make money out of disaster capitalism. And they almost seem to be running that playbook now. And I just... You know, that's why I despair a bit at the conventional university teaching of psychology, because I don't think it addresses any of those things. And uh, I think that there's an awful lot that people can do to empower their own lives, but we cannot change those things necessarily. We cannot change the corruption. We can drive ourselves mad thinking about it and shouting about the unfairness, 
but we don't necessarily focus on ourselves and what we can do on a day-to-day basis. And I'm very excited about that because I actually think with modern communication, we've got ways of actually sharing that with people and sharing that so they start a slightly different journey. And even if it just moves them by one or two or 3% a day, then uh, actually they will end up in a much better place. That's a very powerful answer. And you've got right deep into the conversation, which is spot on. Thank you. So uh, let's push you a little bit further. So what's your biggest motivation right now? Uh, My biggest motivation recently, I've just um, set up the free therapy project, which I've been running as a clubhouse room initially. uh, And that's creating some really interesting networking opportunities, but it's also creating some really good feedback. It's creating sort of feedback that's showing that these ideas and concepts of making small changes in your life and empowering yourself rather than And I'm not saying that we need to replace professional therapy. I think there is a time and a place for professional therapy. But I think for many people, that's out of reach. And therefore, it disempowers them to go, actually, how am I going to help myself? And I think we almost need a new tier of therapy that is about empowering people. And I I, I think it maybe is different from self-help, though. It's a different kind of angle. It is is technically self-help. As I say, you know, you can spend all your time trying to do self-help and you don't move forward because you're so busy like focusing on self-help stuff. You've got to adopt new ways of doing things and new ways of thinking, I think. And, you know, we can do that through discussions and networking. And there are an incredible amount of free resources out there that can stir the brain up, wake the mind up. And I think there's a lot of people who are quite asleep at the moment. And actually, if you can just wake their brain up a few percent, it actually changes the way that you address problems, the way that you tackle the day and the way that you move forward. And it stops some of these bigger problems manifesting themselves that would eventually need unpicking by a professional psychologist who may not even unpick them because they're not dealing with the root cause a lot of the time. Wow. Right there. Cool. I love that. So you mentioned Clubhouse and Clubhouse, you're the only person I've been talking to of late who's talking about Clubhouse to so talk to oh. me. Is, is Clubhouse, yeah, you're obviously a massive uh, advocate for Clubhouse. Come on, talk to me. Why should we all be on Clubhouse still? Well, I'll get on Clubhouse again. I mean, it was massive, apparently. There were 10,000 people in a room over COVID. I've only been on it three months, so I've got on it as everyone's left. But what has been left on Clubhouse, if you go to the right places, and I will list them on my website, thefreetherapyproject.com, uh, what is on Clubhouse, if you go to the right rooms, like Pete Cohen's room or the Breakfast for Winners Club, is amazing free advice and networking opportunities and stimulation that, you know, I've not listened to a radio station that has that quality of content on. And then you can actually engage with those people. You can talk to them or you can just listen or you can actually speak on stage. And I think it, it has it has many, many different values. It can... For someone who's really unconfident and not knowing what they're really thinking or how they need to move their thinking forward, I think it can inspire them. It can get you hearing other people's stories can kind of make wake them up a little bit. And then when they get to the point, they actually have the confidence to share their own story and, uh, you know, get feedback from that. I think that can be a massive turning point for a lot of people. And there's a lot of people, I think, that would really benefit from it. But again, it's about creating the right rooms, the right spaces, and then getting people engaged in the right way. 
And that's what I'm trying to do through the free therapy project. We've run four rooms so far. They are available on replay, so people can get an idea about it if they want to visit the replay. They're more than welcome to go and check it out. And hopefully we can put that link in the comments if that's okay. Um, but yeah, the yeah, 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 100%. Three months on there. And I tell you what, it's beaten a lot of the input I've had in my life. It's been one of the biggest turning points I've found. You know, listening, I've always had a, a kind of view that rich, successful business people are greedy and manipulative and stuff. And I'm actually going into rooms where I'm hearing successful business people who have come from nothing, provided a really valuable service, done it in a really efficient way and have made money and they've reinvested it back into good charitable things. And I'm like, oh, it is possible. I've never met these people. And suddenly I'm surrounded by them and it's inspirational and it rewires your brain to a different way of thinking. I've had those mental blocks for years about money. And now suddenly I can see, oh, yeah, I could make a hundred grand this year and I could do it helping people. And then I can set up more free stuff and then I can do this and I can do, and I am incredibly excited. And I think the nice thing is that anyone could go in and take a little bit of that for themselves and they can pick and choose what is going to suit them. What suits one person won't necessarily suit another, but the choice is there. And if the choice isn't there, you go in and make it yourself. <laughs> It's amazing. And one of the things you touched on in the first minute or so was about, you know, access communication. We can all communicate now so much more freely. And I think Clubhouse is one of those really essential tools that it's free. Anyone can access, for, you know, it's open to Android now after being just uh, iPhone for such a long time. But there's no excuse no. for not educating yourself, developing yourself, having those conversations. If you are interested and you are awake and you want to go out and find the right people, like you've just described them in three months, that's amazing. That's phenomenal. Well, I've, I've introduced uh, probably four or five people to Clubhouse lately, and s several of them have said it has dramatically changed my life. One of them actually says, not someone I introduced, but someone I've been communicating with, he said, I've been on it like three months out. It has literally saved my life. Because it not only gives you the wow. advice and the inspiration, but it gives you that human connection that we're so missing yeah. these days. You know, you sit at home and watch a, a box set of Netflix to numb the pain of life. Uh, you're not going anywhere with that. Um, but actually, if you go and put yourself out there a little bit. And again, there's other apps. Like I, when I split up with my wife a year ago, I joined the Meetup app and I, I joined some walkers clubs. And then I joined a, a wild swimming club Uh you know, just using the technology in our hands, this phone that we have, it can be all consuming and it can completely consume us, or it can be one of the most productive devices you've ever held. I downloaded the Headway app. It's 60 quid a year, I think, but it summarizes over several thousand books on all different genres from self-help, relationships, motivation, um, and it summarizes them chapter by chapter into two minute uh, that is written but it's also you can listen to it as audio so you can listen to the summary of a book like napoleon hill think and grow rich you can listen to that in 12 minutes and take notes on it and then you could go and read the whole book if you wanted or you can just flip to another book and you know the power of that rather than getting up and playing candy crush for half an hour but to be fair you can actually do that while you're playing candy crush if you so wish so there's really no excuse. You can stack these habits with your digital means. And uh, yeah, it's just the opportunities are there. And a lot of kids and a lot of adults just are not engaging in them. And their lives could be so mm. much richer. And that saddens mm. me greatly. But it also excites me that there is that possibility for change.
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's that whole flip, isn't it? The way just the mindset and the way people look at it. Okay, so moving on, what's the, what's the single best bit of advice you've ever received? Well, I think from my experience, um, to if you can't change something, you've got to change the way you see it. And I think to me, that's been one of the most profound things I've ever heard. Um, I've, I think I've spent a lot of time in my life looking at unfairness, inequality, corruption, and getting quite chewed up over it. And I think changing the way you see it enables you to, rather than trying to influence a massive bubble around you, it puts a smaller bubble around you, you and your community, you and your family, you and your friends, you and your mental state of mind. And there's no point ruining that with stuff you cannot control. But you also have to believe that you can do amazing things and you can break out of that bubble, but you've got to secure your bubble first. Uh, and then you can do magnificent, huge things. You know, people do do massively impressive things, but you'll beat yourself up. if you. I think what I've been guilty of is trying to build the whole jigsaw first rather than putting one piece next to another and being content with that. Yeah. And if you're content with what you're doing at the moment, you'll maintain the motivation to move forward, I think. That's what keeps the consistency and the discipline. Whereas if you choose a massive task, then you can get so easily disillusioned with that. So uh, I think, you know, that kind of mixes in. But yeah, work on your own little bubble, secure that, and then just move forward. Cool. Take that. That's great advice. Okay, so if you won $10 million tomorrow, what would you do? How would it change you? Well, that's good if it's in dollars, because <laughs> we get a lot, lot of pounds for that. <laughs> um, $10 million tomorrow. $10 million tomorrow. I'd, I'd be doing much what I'm doing now. I'd just get paid for it. <laughs> um, I would I would invest. I would, I'd probably design an app. Um, I might buy a nice bit of woodland and a nice house by a river. That'd be good. But uh, And possibly even a, a kind of a set up a centre, I guess, where I can invite people in to help move projects forward and stuff uh, and do that in a nice environment. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely be working on the free therapy projects. I would be working on my ideas. And yeah, I think uh, one of the things I really want to do is create, a, a, see if I can actually design a new form of therapy. I've come up with a term called mirrored therapy, which uh, I've been talking about with a good friend for the last year and it's moving things forward really nicely it's creating a really nice kind of thing so again having money would give the time and freedom to actually put some kind of uh, credibility behind that and to test it and to actually get this kind of like proof that it's actually doing what it says so okay so just to dig a bit deeper in that mirrored therapy then so what's that all about well i just made it up <laughs> so if i if i make it up and it works i'm fully qualified in it which is great <laughs> so i don't have to pass any exams Basically, I mean, I've been talking to a very good friend of mine, Kerry, for the last year since I spelt with my wife. And we've kind of had these phone conversations on a fairly daily basis where it's very symbiotic. There's no power imbalance. We've both got our own stuff going on. And it's kind of, I guess, kind of like peer counselling in a way. But I've got some other things that kind of go around that. And I do have a very strong belief that we learn by teaching other people or sharing with other people. And they also share back and they gain from sharing back. And both sides can reinforce uh, the change that you're actually trying to make. 
And again, it's just about waking the brain up. It's just about mm. engaging, asking the right questions. As Dr. John D. Martini says, your, your quality of life is based on the quality of the questions you ask. And actually, if you start having conversations with people who ask good questions without ulterior motives, without just with the intense kind of focus on exploring how things are going and what could go better and how could we move forwards and how could we understand that a bit differently. And, you know, just that very basic premise creates a very productive conversation and it engages the brain in a way that it starts to take different actions. So again, this is something that's quite uh, new, but again, it is the kind of thing that I will be discussing in the clubhouse rooms and developing. I will invite uh, professional psychologists to talk about how you could actually make that a reality. Because again, I don't know how you actually get a therapy to be a reality. Even though I've studied psychology, I'm not a psychologist. Uh, although I think maybe we all are psychologists in some respects. So, uh, you know, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting and uh, I, I'm looking forward to developing that. Absolutely, sounds it. Okay, so do you have a specific daily routine that you follow? I'm getting there. Um, I've, I've not been a very, uh, not a person who has great routines. Uh, I tend to stay up late and I have been getting up later. And then I found the Pete Cohen room, the stop one, start one room that's on at six o'clock every morning on Clubhouse. So that's the start of my day now is six o'clock. I'm in that room pretty much most days. And that is a really good start to the day. It's uh, better than waking up with the news on the radio. Uh, and it connects me with certain people that I enjoy being connected with and that is helpful for my business as well. But it sets my mind into a good state. Um, obviously, got kids, school runs, that kind of thing. Um, I, I do like to run. I, I try and get three runs in a week at least. But again, that's as and when it happens. Uh, and apart from that, no, there's not a huge amount of routine in my day. That's something I need to work on. And I think one of the best things I need to work on is actually scheduling my work week and going, right, Monday's going to be a podcast day, Tuesday's going to be a clubhouse day, Wednesday's going to be an admin day or Wednesday morning and actually sticking to that. That would help me because my brain's a bit like a box of frogs and it jumps all over the place. And uh, It doesn't sound like you've got the worst routine ever. And <laughs> you're all right, scheduling will make all that difference and have that impact on you. So that's, that's a great answer. I like that. That's cool. Okay, so... Um, ooh... If you could be remembered for one thing in the future, what one thing would you like to be remembered for? Um, I, I would like to create some change that's noticeable. I think it would be nice to create that level of change, to put that energy out in the world and to actually create some change that is memorable. I think people who do that have had a good life generally and, uh, you know, it's nice to do something that has an effect because it's... It, it just is a fulfilling thing to do. And I think it's interesting you hear a lot of successful people talk and they say, actually, I just want to help people. You know, what do you want to do? Well, I like helping people. You know, they like making money as well. But they do. I think there is a, a fairly in, innate thing in people to help others. But I think for a lot of people, they're struggling so much with what they're doing that that gets lost and they're just on mm -hmm. survival mode. I think it was Doctor Who who said there's very thin shellac on civilization and actually when we struggle we're, we're not so helpful to others you know we're more inclined to push them away and grab what we need uh, but actually if we start helping each other well then we, it kind of it's circular and it, it does it it helps everyone help each other 
Another great answer. Appreciate that. Thank you. So if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, I think buy Bitcoin and then sell it when it gets to 60,000. That would be good. Mm. I'd like that. Um, If I went back and gave myself some advice, I think it would be, you know, to, um, if you can't change what what something you need to change the way you look at it. Um, Because I think I have wasted a lot of energy on that in, in my time. And it's a shame, you know, to let stuff go, to actually look at your next step forward and where you want to go rather than where you've been you know, to look forward to stuff and yep. to actually create, like Pete Cohen talks about in his clubhouse room, to create a vision of your future self and then to take the actions to move towards it. Cool. Thank you. So is there a, is there a particular book you read the most or has impacted most on your life? I, I'm not a huge reader. I think when I was studying psychology, okay. I read Daniel Goldman's uh, Emotional Intelligence uh, and that was I, I did find that quite enlightening because it was so different from what I was being taught in the lectures, which was incredibly dry and didn't seem to relate to human life at all in many respects. And I read this book about emotional intelligence. And I thought, well, yeah, that kind of sums it up. That's pretty much all I need to know about psychology. You know, like we, we, we need to engage this emotional intelligence and actually use that to our benefit rather than to our detriment. Um, obviously psychology goes a lot deeper than that. And I have read quite a lot of other stuff as well. Uh, but that was a, a really good book because it just did it a bit differently. And I like that. It seemed to break the mold and also gain attention for that. And I think another book, uh, just a fiction book I read, uh, my brother gave it to me for Christmas once was the Dice Man by Luke Reinhardt. <laughs> and that's an incredible story. And it actually started a bit of a cult in America of people living by the die and rolling the dice to make their decisions of what they would do. And uh, it was such a good page turn. I read, I think, 500 pages in about two days, which I never normally do. So, yeah, it starts off a bit brutal, but it's an interesting book. It's a very interesting book. I've never read it, but I've heard about it. There were some spin-off TV programs going back probably 10 years or so about it. But, yeah, interesting, interesting theory. Okay, so amazing, very interesting, very insightful. I always love chatting, and your outlook on life is just so so different to mine it always always interests me and amazes me so if people want to check you down and check you out online what's the best way of getting in contact with you obviously we've got clubhouse what's your clubhouse room called again it's called the free therapy project okay so other ways to track me down i think the best way is probably uh the free therapy project.com um, cool. and that will link through as well to my other website which is ichangeacademy.com uh, but yet start off with the free therapy project because I think everyone deserves to have access to materials that will help them for free. You know, I was, I was talking about this in a clubhouse room, actually. I, was, I questioned why, you know, the government can spend 20 billion on a track and trace app or whatever, but won't actually create a mental health app that's free. And, you know, I think actually that'd be a really good petition. You know, there should be a mental health that has meditation. And, but it reminds me of Bite Size. I believe at one point Bite Size was told they couldn't put any more money into their website for education because it was unfair to the companies that charged for education software. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, but we're paying for that. And, you know, it, it mm. that is where I think capitalism goes wrong sometimes. And it's a shame because something like mental health, there should be at least one really good free course on grief management for example because everyone suffers grief at some point so why isn't there an nhs resource 
that is brilliant, that's worth the same as a £200 course that someone's made on grief management, and then someone else makes another one. And that's, you know, we've got all these people just making these resources again and again. And it's like, well, actually, maybe you could be doing something different. Maybe we just need one resource here that everyone can access. And it's not about you making money. It's about you going, oh, well, that resource is there. Yeah, I would have liked to have made that resource, but it's already there, so I'm not going to reinvent it. So what can I do that's going to be additional to that? What's going to be a progress from that? So it's not replacing someone else's skills, but it's going, well, we don't need you to do that one anymore. No one needs to build another grief course unless they come up with a really good idea that makes it better than that one. Absolutely. It's a really interesting angle, but no, you're absolutely spot on. Okay, I'll make sure I'll put as much of this into the show notes as possibly can so people can reach out with you. I'll put your website in there and I'll try. I, I should be able to put a link into Clubhouse as well. Uh, very enlightening. Thank you so much for your time, Clive. Thank you for joining me today. Really appreciate it. It's been great to speak to you. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you soon, no doubt. So thank you very much, Richard. What a great guy. Such an interesting outlook. And um, yeah, as I always say, but I, you know, I always mean it. It's well worth you checking out. Uh, check out the show notes. I've got both Clive's sites on there. The ones he's referenced during the during the interview. And I highly recommend you reach out and find out more about the work, the amazing work he's doing, but also how you can get involved as well. Hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next time. Thanks for joining me for this latest episode of the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. So if you've got any feedback, you hunt any further information, or you know some amazing people we need to be talking to, please get in contact. Simply drop us an email to info at minervagrowth.co.uk. Have an amazing day. Thank you.